This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This podcast contains mature content, explicit language, suggestive situations, and partial to full frontal nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Don't let your kids listen to this. It's in my first note, but I realized watching this movie, other than my favorite part of it, which we've referenced a lot on the show. Yeah, this is a taxi situation. I completely confused this movie with Bulletproof. That's exactly what I was going to say. I kept waiting for them to be in a cabin in the woods. like <laughs> Bulletproof and The Fugitive yeah. it just kept coming up over and over again. Haven't you seen Bulletproof? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine my delight. <laughs> There's a review that mentions it, but I just love they're like, eh, we're not going to make our own memories. We're just going to talk about other movies. Haven't you seen this? Have you seen that? Yeah. Wow. Stephen Baldwin is a real cinephile. Stephen Baldwin's short. I didn't realize how short he is. But there's a scene where Lawrence Fishburne is bent over and he's eye to eye with him. What a little guy. But Stocky's a fire hydrant. Are they all like that? All the Baldwins? I feel like Xander's pretty tall. Yeah, Alex is. <laughs> Alex Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. <laughs> I call him Uncle Xander. <laughs> Whatever that shit is you said. Six foot. Okay. Yeah. So he's probably like, what, 5'10"-ish? Stephen Baldwin's 5'10", according to Wikipedia. There's no fucking way. Yeah. And then Lawrence Fishburne's 6'8". Because he was towering over him the entire time. Daniel Baldwin, 6'2". Oh, wow. Okay, what about Billy? Also says 6'2". 6'2"? Wow. Really? Okay, so Steven. Little squad, okay. Steven being the shortest makes sense, though. That tracks. And if all those heights are lies, then we're getting somewhere. But those lies are always, what, two to three inches off? Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne height. Oh, that makes sense. 7'4". <laughs> He's six foot and a half, according to IMDb. Lawrence Fish Benyama. That's what they used to call him. Yeah. Go Fish Benyama. Whoa, whoa. Go Fish Benyama. Whoa, whoa, whoa Mace. You gotta be careful. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? Isn't it? it? It's Isn't possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuckhouse. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. In 
inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. <laughs> Cinephobe, the podcast. We break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Al Hassan. That's Anthony Mays, part of the Levitard and Friends Network for Metal Arc Media. Top of Lark. Someone asked earlier today, what are these other podcasts? And I said, I'm not we're not worried about that. Someone asked. Don't worry about JV. Varsity up here. Yeah, somebody, somebody asked. You know? What did they ask? Yeah, well, I don't want to betray any confidences here, okay? Oh, what's the confidence? It's like what they asked. What was the question? They just asked about maybe some other some other pods. What's going on? You know, maybe getting some people on here. Oh, okay. I got you. I said, I don't know. I only control what's happening up here. 5,872 on Apple. That is not going to cut it. This is a trickle. Cold trickle. Dick trickle. Trickle me Elmo. Elmo baby. Floof with a one instead of an L says, I think they bought Yeti mics finally. Been listening to the older episodes. Good news is that the show has gotten a lot better audio quality. We always had at least Yeti mics. Yeah, Yetis aren't good. But that wasn't the upgrade. Yeah. The upgrade was everybody recorded themselves. And Amin stopped doing it on his phone. No, no. It's no, it's the personal, <laughs> it's the it's the personal recording. It's the local record. But also you were using the wired headphones from Apple for a while. No. Honestly, those are okay if you record locally. That's when I was at the heat game. That's not Oh, no, okay. That wasn't like an all the time thing. Yeah, no, yeah. Wild you recorded one from a heat game. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Like in the valves. <laughs> Gemini man. And you know what's funny? Every time I go back to the arena. I see that little crevice where I hid. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I did Fred Claus from G League Showcase. Oh, yeah. Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> People walking by and waving. I'm like, ah, guys. Give us a review. If you don't, the pod's going away. Okay. A million by next week, or it's done. The pod's already done, man. Wait, next week, right now, or? <laughs> yeah. Next week, three weeks from now? So a week ago. Timeline got fucked up. By the way, if you have a submission, submit it. Just a reminder, it needs to be 40% or lower on the Rotten Tomatoes audience or critic score. We are as deep into the daisy chain as we've ever been. <laughs> it's getting hot. Liam Neeson month. Led to Blacklight. Well, I want to clarify real quick. Liam Neeson month didn't lead to Blacklight. Zach wild carded into blacklight thank you thank you thank what you what does that mean you didn't have to pick a liam neeson movie i daisy chained it you didn't have to it was a wild card the daisy chain's a daisy chain no he didn't have to he didn't liam neeson month led to four colored girls right how many is it for colored girls or for colored people this is the first time i've heard <laughs> the name of that movie in a month and a half i don't know what that is <laughs> zach what is it which one is it uh, i just remember blacklight guys we did blacklight and then aiden quinn took us to practical magic Sandy Bullock took us to Speed 2 Cruise Control. Tamura Morrison brought us to Barbed Wire. Clint Howard took us to Waterboy. And now I've used Brett Rice. Very well-known actor, Brett Rice. Yeah, he sure did. Take us. Is he in this movie? I don't even know. Could be the star. Could be an extra. I don't know. I really don't know. The 1996 action-adventure crime fled. 
To be clear, that's the bar, right? Like, do you have a name in this movie? Yeah. That's the bare minimum? That's my bar. Actually, I could go way lower than that. Wikipedia had buddy action comedy, which I think is fucking hilarious. That is way off. Um, Buddy action comedy? Look, you know what? They're not buddies. There's no comedy. That's what they were trying to make them. Oh, my goodness. They didn't succeed. They're going for it. Yes, they were going for it. No. Action adventure crime. You got to go with that one, I mean. They tried for comedy, though. That's the thing. Oh, but they didn't <laughs> succeed. <laughs> it's all about the attempt. Best laid plans. Best laid plans. Jack and Jill is a comedy. It's not good, but it's a comedy. That was your reference point. Jack and Jill. Good Luck Chuck was a comedy, right? It wasn't a drama. Yeah. It was just a rom. Oh, shout out to the person who said Pamela Anderson repeat offender because a means man from Balls of Fury had her breast implant in Good Luck Chuck. Oh, that's right. Oh, my man. Balls of Fury, man. Great actor. He needs to come back. He needs to be a repeat offender. What's his name? Dan Fogler. Yeah. Find your way to Dan Fogler. There you go. Fled stars. Lawrence Fishburne, Stephen Baldwin, and Salma Hayek. Larry Fishman, repeat offender from Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice Ultimate Edition. I wish I knew how to quit you. Harry White. You also know him from Cadence, one of my favorite movies that was on TV all the time. Do you remember Cadence? Never seen Cadence, never heard of it. Really? Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen. All the Sheens. (laughs) Frankie Davis Jr., Jr., all the Juniors. It's about soldiers who are like prisoners, but not prisoners of war, and they work on like a chain gang. Actually, chain gang could be a daisy chain here, but I don't think Cadence qualifies, unfortunately, but it used to be on TV all the time. Daisy chain gang. You know him from Cadence, The Ice Road, and Higher Learning. Event Horizon, Biker Boys, Potential Daisy Chains. Stephen Baldwin, you know from Biodome, The Usual Suspects, and Repeat Offender, Half-Baked, and Fred Claus. I wish I knew how to quit you. Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas, and Slapshot 2. Who was he in Half-Baked? He was the MacGyver stoner in Half-Baked. Oh, that's right, yeah. Who could make a pipe out of anything. I've been known to pipe out of things. Salma Hayek from Fair Game, also future cinema. Fair Game has a Baldwin in it, and... Cindy Crawford, I think. It's a good one. The Faculty and Repeat Offender from Grown Ups 2 and Wild Wild West. I wish I knew how to quit you. Will Patton, three-time Repeat Offender from Armageddon and Gone in 60 Seconds. He's also in The Postman. Eligible. We got Robert John Burke from Thinner, Copland, and Wakanda Forever. RoboCop 3. Robert Hooks, repeat offender from Passenger 57. Victor Rivers, repeat offender from Hulk. I wish I knew how to quit you. Ken Jenkins from Scrubs and repeat offender for Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, Dr. Kelso. He's also in the 98 Psycho remake. Brittany Powell from Future Cinephobe Airborne. Oh, man. I just realized I can fuck up the daisy chain so hard. I just saw it. Oh, my God. Steve Carlisle from Cop and a Half. Can't wait for the end of this episode. I got it. Brett Rice, the daisy chain link from the water boy. Who got us here? Brett Rice, <laughs> the daisy chain link from the water boy. It was the beginning of the movie. J. Don Ferguson, repeat offender from Eddie. Kathy Payne from No Holds Barred. Robert Apiza, oh. repeat offender from Heart Condition and a Low Down Dirty Shame. Joe Torrey from... House Party, Poetic Justice, and House Party 3. And managing the New York Yankees. You know, uh, you know, whenever uh, you have an audience that's very, like, strong, you got to appease them. Bill Bellamy from How to Be a Player, Love Stinks, Any Given Sunday, and Kindergarten Cop 2. With Dolph Lundgren. Also the LeBron House Party, you mean? No. 
Huh? RuPaul from Crooklyn and being RuPaul. Yo, man. At TV, too wrong foo, but I'm a cheerleader. My head is spinning of all these Daisy J possibilities. How can I decide? He's going to forget all these and just pick a random one that's unsatisfying. <laughs> There's also John Huffman who wrote Leprechaun Wait, 5. Whoa, whoa, I'm not fucking done yet. Oh, sorry. Jesus. David Dwyer, repeat defender from Eddie. Both those repeat defenders were referees in the movie Eddie. Michael H. Moss, repeat defender from Pastor 57. Jay Amore, repeat defender from Left Behind. Kenny Endoso from Lawnmower Man 2. And a repeat offender from Low Under Shame. John Huffman, repeat offender from writing Leprechaun 5 in the hood. I wish I knew how to quit you. And repeat offender from Roadhouse. Class act. Action Jackson, a low-down dirty shame, Armageddon, Gone in 60 Seconds, Daredevil, Hook, Last Action Hero, Batman and Robin, Barbed Wire, and you know him from Predator 2 as El Scorpio! Is ready! Henry Kingy Jr. No, 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 no! What? It's his son! It's El Scorpio Jr. Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> Daisy Chain! Bill Noir! I was like, there's no way there's two father and sons associated with this movie. <laughs> yeah, so Amin's always talked about, oh, it's such a thrill to discover these guys in the movie. Yep. No, there's no chance you would have known that El Scorpio Jr. Jr. is in this movie. All the juniors. I looked for him. I didn't see him. I thought he got cut. He hands our guy... Santiago. What a mustache on that guy. That's a hell of a mustache. He hands him a gun. Also, actually Cuban. Yeah. Authenticity. <laughs> Blood was directed by Kevin Hooks. Kevin, mostly a TV director who did Roots, The Gift, Strictly Business, and Repeat Offender. For directing Passenger 57. I wish I knew how to quit you. Fled was written by Preston A. Whitmore II. Preston? <laughs> Preston <laughs> Whitmore? Remember that time you wrote that part for Salma Hayek and you had a mega huge boner? <laughs> he wrote The Walking Dead, not that one. Yeah. Lockdown, Crossover, starring Hot Sizzle, Doughboys, and True to the Game 2. A Dutch, not that one. Not damn it, Dutch. Synopsis for Fled. Two prisoners chained together flee no. during an escape attempt gone bad. No, they did it. They fled. They fled. You idiots. Tagline. Learn some grammar. See how they run. I like it. That's a good one. Would have been a better title. No, the title's perfect. What are you talking about? Fled. It's crucial to the movie. It is many times. <laughs> I don't know if it's better. $25 million estimated budget. Gross $17.1 million US and worldwide. I did my part. I'm sorry, guys. Saw this in the theater. Oh, what a time. No sneaking in. We're able to watch this, buy the ticket and everything. I don't remember sneaking in. I just remember I saw it in the theater and cackling when they said we got a flood. Do you remember being sweaty and having to see it again? Nah, but I do remember Salma catching my eye. Oh, yeah? She caught your eye? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Young Zach was like, ah, oh, yeah. Oh. What do we have here? <laughs> That's my voice. What do we have here? Yeah. Before we jump to this movie and you listen to the rest of this podcast, Fled is available on YouTube and Tubi. Or not. YouTube. Is it commercial free on YouTube? Because let me tell you guys something. Tubi has some ads. Fled receives 18% from the critics on 33 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 23% from the audience on over 5,000 ratings. A double qualifier. The lowest number of audience ratings since the Slam and Salmon. Yeah, not a lot of people have seen this one. I mean, would you like the positive or the negative reviews? I mean, would you like the positive or the negative reviews? <laughs> I mean, would you like the positive or the negative reviews? You want me to? I mean, 
Would you like the positive or the negative reviews? Oh, my God. I like watching him struggle. I'm just going to keep repeating it. Leave all this in. We can't hear you, Amin. Would you like the positive or the negative reviews? Jesus Christ. Amin. If you can't hear me, say I can't hear you. We said that. I don't know if you're doing a bit. Would you like the positive or the negative reviews? I don't give a fuck. The negatives. How about that? Because I know you don't like being out of order. Wow, I mean, so negative. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Gene Siskel of Chicago Tribune. Aren't you getting tired of battles over computer disks? Yes, Gene. The 90s are a quicksand of <laughs> technology, jargon, bullshit, MacGuffin exposition. We could do the disk as a daisy chain, get to the net. There's a dick as a daisy chain. What? What? Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun-Times. Oh, wow. Two thumbs down. Put it on the poster. Bled. <laughs> Unlike Speed 2. Bled is a movie without a brain in its head, and it borrows cheerfully from lots of other movies, but at least it has the integrity to acknowledge its sources. boy. It's not wrong. Integrity. Matt Brunson of Creative Loafing. Jalen Brunson. Should have been an all-star. Jalen Rose. $100 haircut. Roses for The Bachelor. Rose McGowan. Me too. My fondest memory involving Fled isn't in the film. It was the moment on Siskel and Ebert when Roger Ebert stated, Fled is one of those movies that 10 minutes later, you can hardly remember if you've even seen it or not. It's got a lot of action and some technical expertise, and I guess it sort of holds your attention while it's happening. I mean, something is moving on the screen, so you look to see what it is. But what a compliment. Who cares? The characters are simply puppets to provide an excuse for the stunts and the action sequences. Something's moving on the screen, so you look at it. That's well, good. that's what I paid to do. <laughs> you know what? Thumbs down for the review that references another review. Stephen Holden of New York Times. How much are you holding? Offensive Holden. Offensive line. Like saying me too. Well, no, that's not an offensive line. It's not? Not when women say it. Ally. Oh, okay. The situations are so ludicrous and the screenplay so barren of wit. Barren of wit more? That the best it can come up with in the way of jokey humor is to have the characters compare their adventures to scenes in other movies. This is a big movie for slowly turning around at the same time. Oh, big time slow turns, man. <laughs> I love a slow turn. Christopher Knoll of filmcritic.com. Nolan? Oppenheimer. Nolan Pass. R.I.P. Nolan Richardson. Drivel. Drivel. Chris Hicks of Desert News, Salt Lake City. Grotesquely violent, ridiculously bloody, and tries to get by on a silly wink at the camera attitude. It's not bloody. There's one scene that's bloody. Yeah. Susan Wazonia of USA Today. Susan who? Wazonia. Do the voice? Co-creator of Apple Computers. Was? Fled? Flee. Blank user. Half star out of five. What a piece of crap. I had the misfortune of seeing this in the theater as a double feature with Joe's Apartment, Ooh. which turned out to be a way better film. Future cinephobe there. I was begging for the double feature to be barbed wire. I would have stayed for both. <laughs> Not a barbed wire was first. I've been so dehydrated. Blank user, two out of five. It feels like the kind of movie you'd find on at 3 a.m. Not something that would ever be released in the theater. It's true. I really do feel like this should have been on TNT. Agreed. It's always good when a movie can use the title in a line. We got a fled. They use it several times in the movie. It's used a bunch. Along with another word that I'll hold for later. Uh, you know what? We'll hold it for later. Let me just say it right now. Four horsemen. The word convict. Oh, oh convict. Yeah, same note too, bro. <laughs> I got two horsemen. You're going to love them both. Positive reviews. Hey, John. That's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. Mike Massey of Gone with the Twins. Even when violence and tragic incidents do occur, 
They're not exactly of the gut-wrenching kind. That's a positive review? Well, it was like a 6 out of 10. David Nusser of Real Film Reviews. Filmmaker Kevin Hooks does a superb job of immediately drawing the viewer into the briskly paced proceedings. What? If by does a good job, you mean just drops us in with no context whatsoever. Sure. We just start. Yeah. I mean, I did appreciate that. Well, just get into it. Just make them fled. Get on with it. <laughs> Kevin A. Ranson. See how they fled. Of moviecrypt.com. One more stepping stone in the rise of Salma Hayek. Amazing. I did marvel at that. It's very J-Lo and Money Train, right? Of like, yep. here's someone who's going to be something. She's going to be a star. Yeah. We don't know how to use her, but just shove her in this movie and hope. Make her love interest. Congratulations, J-Girl, because you're fly girl. You're still a fly girl. Like, that's, <laughs> that's well said. Mike LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle. Mick. Oh. Close enough. No, it's like fled and flee. Uh, problematic. Baldwin, in particular, has an appealing bad boy quality. No, come on. No! He's 5'1". <laughs> With the big sweater. That chunky ass wool turtleneck. That's strip club attire. And his hair slicked back like a real piece of shit. <laughs> live for New Year's <laughs> Eve. Sloppy steaks at Giovanni's. <laughs> for some reason, live for New Year's Eve is such a funny part of that that I feel like goes super underappreciated. It's the piece of shit holiday. White bathing suits. <laughs> Kevin Thomas of Los Angeles Times. A successful summer diversion, the kind of film you start forgetting the moment it's over, but it's fun while you're watching it. Steve Rhodes of Internet Reviews. What saves the film is two fine pieces of acting by its stars. What? No, man. Wait, are the stars Joe Torre and fucking Bill Bellamy? Blank user, four out of five stars. Movie first showed me Will Patton, and it's the role I always think of first. That's wild. There's no way. User Carol K, five out of five stars. One of the best movies with Stephen Baldwin. Must see. You know, possibly. No, Biodome's way better. Pick it, I mean, you coward. Blank user. Four and a half out of five stars. Love it. Anything with Stephen Baldwin in it is good. All right, we're into the Baldwin Hive section of the reviews. Last one. Blank user. Four and a half out of five stars. Saw it once and it was dope. I love the Ducati motorcycles they were riding. This is the first movie where there was a Ducati bike and him co-starring. The other was The Matrix Part 2. Repeat offender, by the way. Ducatis, yeah, Ducati month. Same exact fucking Ducatis. From what? What was the Ducati? From fucking Speed 2. Oh. I wish I knew how to quit you. Amin, we'll get your first note and Maze's first note after these possibly pre-recorded messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Amin and I are going to bring back show bits that haven't gone away. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one? How many show bits? <laughs> yeah, that one. Amin was like, 
I'm going to bring that back. The Jack Palance thing. <laughs> like, when did it go away? It went away, man. It went away. The name and then yeah. does whatever. And then he waltzes away with my drugs. We haven't done that in a, quite a while. And so I'd like to bring it back. First note. You guys ready? I mean, what is your first note? I don't know who's in this or what it's about, but isn't that the dude from Diners, Dives, and whatever the fuck the name of that show is? You guys know what I'm talking about? Guy Fieri? Or is that Bar Rescue? You're thinking of Bar Rescue. I'm thinking about Bar Rescue, my fault. I definitely don't remember Guy Fieri in this movie, so. <laughs> I would have remembered that. Bar Rescue, right? The dude here in the beginning. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. He looks like Bar Rescue guy, right? Sort of. He's all sweaty. I can see it. He's smoking a cigarette, yeah. Maze, what's your first note? I love the nine. 90s strikes back. That is five straight 90s movies, and more specifically, five straight movies between 1996 and 1998. What a time. What was it? Like, 1986 was the greatest cinephobe year? 1988. Johnny B. Good, Action Jackson, Twins, Cocktail, and Bloodsport. Only one phobe in there is a mean on Cocktail. But this might be the greatest cinephobe era. Well, it's certainly an era of computer discs <laughs> and computer psychos. I got a two-part first note, a 1A, 1B. Mm. My golden dumpster is already decided in my notes. I think that's pretty obvious what that's going to be. Number two, I get this movie confused a lot with Bulletproof, as we mentioned earlier. Which you also could have picked. Could have, yeah. Might still do it. What do you mean you might still do it? You picked Fled. Right, but I'm saying like I might get us back to Bulletproof. That's easy enough. Okay. The daisy chain does not end, guys. All right? The daisy chain goes on forever unless we come up with another bit. I look at movies now and not think... Oh, I wish I had picked that. That's what it was with theme months. I don't feel that way anymore. I think, how can I get to that? It's positivity, guys, not regret. Okay, that's interesting, but you literally could have picked it and you didn't. Right. So you're stashing it for later? I wouldn't say I'm stashing it. I got my eyes on it. It wasn't good enough to be picked this time. No, well, hold on. It's fantastic to be picked. It's aching to be picked. Whoa. All right? Clay Aiken. You're taking this daisy chain thing a little too far, my friend. It's the most sexual thing we've ever done. Bulletproof is begging for it. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's aching for it. It's aching to be picked. Clay Aiken. Yep. Clay Aiken, I mean, we got it. <laughs> uh, thank you. We start off with some interrogation. You ever witness Frank Montahano kill anyone? Says, I've heard about it, but uh, it's not an everyday occurrence. That's a great answer. He doesn't kill people every day. And then I figure out, oh, this is an interrogation montage. Wait a second. This might just be an interrogation practice. It sure is. I love this guy's shirt. Bar Rescue's shirt is definitely from Dan Flash's. <laughs> and it's really expensive, you can tell. I want that one so bad. The more complex the pattern, the more expensive the shirt. I love this intro instrumental, by the way. Oh, it's so it's so dramatic. Yeah. She asks again, you heard things. It gets around the block. Illegal activity? As far as I'm concerned, the guy did right by me. Knows him from the younger days. Dated the same girl. Had friends. <laughs> same common friends from the streets. Things happen. Someone's delivering takeout to an Air Force base. And I thought, is this the right movie? Somebody ordered takeout? I started wondering if I was on the right <laughs> They're doing this interview in a storage room. Storage wars. Which... Shows that it's practice. She's coaching the witness. He needs faster answers. He needs his ducks in a row. And he needs to take a break. Get a Sichuan chicken in there. <laughs> Nail Frank. She says he'll be up there for hours. He needs to be aware of everything he's presenting from his words to how he's acting. He wants some of that Sichuan chicken, as Amin said. And as they open the bag, it starts beeping. And the guy who opens the bag completely ass off as he gets blown up. <laughs> Just phenomenal. 
How? All right. We're off to a great start. How do you not notice? Yeah, go ahead and ask it. Chinese food delivery can be heavy. Don't get me wrong. Chinese food delivery from a Cuban man with a suspicious mustache. Yep. No one checks the bag. This is an Air Force base. Pre-9-11, though. Okay. That's true. Well, there you go. But also, I would like to think that Chinese food has two very distinguishing characteristics. One, the weight. Like you said, Zach, you know how much. It's heavy. But not bomb heavy, right? Right. And then two, the smell. Yeah. Someone delivered Chinese food and I couldn't smell anything. I'd be kind of like a little bit suspicious. Pre-COVID. Also, the beeping and ticking. They'll tell me the box is soundproof too, you know? Maze, please clip in. Are you feeling all right, George? Yeah, fine. You look a little warm. It's a chicken. <laughs> you're a terrible liar, George. Look at you. You're a wreck. You're sweating bullets. It's the Kung Pao. George likes his chicken spicy. The entire room explodes and everything burns. We get a slow shot of a matchbook burning with opening credits. Fled. It's a long opening credit sequence. Sparks out of a computer, a burnt phone, glasses, dog tags. David Duke's in it. Not David Duke is in it, but David Duke's is in it. Four minutes and 45 seconds to get through this intro. Really? For the real star of the movie. Including the interrogation. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Four minutes, 45 seconds. Quick cut to extreme close-ups of a Nikon F3. Shutters clicking, flashes popping. (laughs) I forgot about Maze's camera expertise. That's a good quality camera right there. Did you pause it, Maze, or did you know instantly? Nah, man, he just knows. Get out of here. I thought this dude was Andy Garcia, this prosecutor or whatever. (laughs) Well. What? We're off to a great start with this. Oh, my God. Organized crime committee hearing happening in Miami, Florida. Why would that be in Miami, Florida? Because it's the Cuban mafia. Uh, yeah, sure is. Frank Montano, execrable criminal, Cuban organized crime. Putting into the ranks of corporate America. What does that even mean? He's putting organized crime in the ranks of corporate America. That doesn't mean anything. Because he's got a company. Oh, my God. Exposition. These guys are going legit. The lawyer objects. My client never has been convicted of any crime. We get some bird law dick measuring between them. That's an aggressive suit. He says, but he will be, Mr. Foster. When the committee returns on Monday, they want some evidence from this attorney general. For real. That's a good idea. And he's like, you'll get it. And then they whisper to him, your witness is dead. (laughs) Fuck. They say some Cuban delivered a carton yeah, of Chinese food full, full of C4. Szechuan C4. Yeah, I'd like to get a 10-piece McNugget and uh, a bunch of the Szechuan sauce. Like, as much as you're allowed to give me. In, in 1998, they had this promotion for the Disney film Mulan, where they where they, they, they created a new sauce for the McNuggets called Szechuan sauce. And it's delicious. And then they got rid of it, and now it's gone. This is the only place we're going to be able to try it is in my memory. Rick, you're doing this bit while your brain is melting. Okay, all right, all right. And then he's talking about 60 million television viewers. The 1995 NFC Championship game did 60 million. This walk and talks position is chock full. But these suits, oh my God, these suits are so deservedly 90s. Where's my bell? My tools! My tools! <laughs> My tools. The marshal's being tasked with producing a witness within 72 hours or think about early retirement. And we cut to prison work detail in Covington, Georgia. Meanwhile, in prison, as I like to say. They're digging a ditch. Harmonica. Amin needs to get a harmonica. Do I? You need to add it to your rotation. I'll do it. I love a harmonica. Do you know how to play it? A little bit, yeah. As a kid, I got a harmonica, and I didn't know how to do anything other than make noise with it. You just blew it? Just blow it. That's all I knew how to do. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. 
I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Did it? Did that well and kept doing it over and over again. Just went to town on that harmonica. This is the best Stephen Baldwin has ever looked. By the way, harmonica, official instrument, musical instrument of prison. Why? Because it's easy to smuggle in. Sounds a little depressed, bluesy. I think that's more it. Yeah, I get it. Because it sounds sad. It's the sound of sadness. Mm. The guy tells Dodge he's got them virgin hands. Sweet little kitty. Mm-mm-mm. Sweet little kitty. Got them virgin hands. <laughs> Cute little kitty cat like you ain't supposed to be out here shoveling no ditches. This here's man's work. Hey, bitch, are you listening to me? You know, I'm just looking for a little pussy like you to keep me warm at night. It's quite a movie so far. Seven minutes in. This dude is ass off. And Steven hits him in the face with the shovel. Now that's using your head. Oh my God. What was that line? Ass off. Is that an ad lib? Banter. Uh, it's not banter. <laughs> Better shovel scene that or shovel. Carson Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's about to absolutely wreck this guy, and that's when Lawrence Fishburne catches the shovel on the backswing. You think he's had enough convict? That's one. Exposition that he's been here one day. Cliche, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Ain't nobody supposed to be here, Lawrence Fishburne says. Lock him in for ass off already. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We got ourselves a horse race in this, Zach. He's delivered three sentences. I'm in on all of them. Well. I'm going the other way. I'm saying lock Stephen Baldwin in for ass on. I don't know. He's got some competition, too. <laughs> Guards come over, break it up, but they're blaming it on Piper, a.k.a. Lori Fishburne. Lori. Yeah. Lori Markkinen. This guard right here, super ass off. He has no ass. He's amazing. He had nothing to do with it. Baldwin says he's telling the truth. And the guard yells, I said, shut the fuck up. You guys need an attitude adjustment. I got just the thing for you, and they chained them together. Kind of like a wedding ring. I now pronounce you convict and convict. That's three. Now get the fuck on the bus. The white guard next to him, ass on. Baldwin starts to walk towards the bus. Piper won't let him. You move when I say you move. Then he yanks him, punches him, kicks him. Beats his ass. They start fighting while wearing the chain cuffs. The guard doesn't want to stop it. Fish for an ass off as he does the come on. Yeah. Tell him to get up and come on with it. Mustache guard asks the black guard if they should break it up now. Mustache guard. Just keep a lookout and watch for my signal. That's when mustache guard switches out a red gun clip to a yellow gun clip. Huh. Missed all of this. What? <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> Eight minutes in the movie. My note is, just found out I might have lost my goddamn ID, so I have no idea how we got to this point. And this point is when the convicts with the guns start shooting people and saying, here, pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> I know I jumped ahead a little bit. They go to the ground. Baldwin bites the back of his leg. Baldwin starts choking him with the chain as the guy who got beat up with the shovel creeps up. Piper stomps Baldwin's foot as the other guard is about to switch gun clips. Shovel face grabs his gun and demands the key to the bus. Shovel face. <laughs> Shovel face. Yeah, that's what I call him. Out of his bloody face. Mm. But yes, same idea. They roll into the ditch fighting. Shovel face guns down a guard with a shotgun, then more guards and everybody's running. Is that a flaming torch under the back of the bus? Where did that come from? It sure is. What is happening? This guy is on a rampage. He's killing everyone. Here, pussy, 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 pussy. Somehow ignites a flame under the bus. Shoots a black guard with a shotgun. I said, this seems to be misguided priorities. Yeah. You got a gun. You got the keys. You shot all the guards. 
Shouldn't you want to escape? No. Get actual pussy? Well, we don't know what he's in for. Uh, that's true. I think he seemed pretty content to find pussy in jail. Yeah, I said. Uh, that's true to Zach, because I thought Zach was saying, we don't know what he's into. <laughs> well, that as well. You know what? I feel like both statements are accurate, equally accurate. Is it strange that none of the other prisoners are chained up on this chain gang and that they expressly chain Piper to Dodge here? Well, it's not strange because Phil Noir later on, we're going to get an explanation as to why. Mm. That wasn't an accident. No, I just mean if they still did chain gangs at this time, did they do it without chains? They just trusted that people would be afraid of guns? They did the honor system for prison <laughs> chain gangs? Unchained, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's a dangerous game. Maybe that's how chain gangs came back into existence, right? Remember Shovel Face? Remember what happened to him? We should chain these guys up. The Shovel Face Act. He keeps shooting and blows the bus up out of nowhere. But somehow he's fine. He's totally fine. He realized what just happened. He runs away. Piper and Baldwin run off into the forest. And we're at a diner for maximum overdrive. Photos of James Brown as James Brown plays. Photo of Jimmy Carter. My note was diners, drive-ins, and whatever the fuck. Oh, <laughs> Will Patton is Gib, and he's full. Anything else? I ain't got nowhere to put it. <laughs> Be a call to the Gwinnett Detention Center. Gwinnett County. That's where the Braves play. How are the ribs today? Same as they were yesterday, and the day before, and the day before, and the day before. He shows up to a crime scene. Dr. Bob Kelso is filling Gib in on the scene. <laughs> that is Kelso, yeah. <laughs> Prison break, Gib. Who fled? He said it. He said it. There it is. He said it. Well, that's not even the bad one, man. I was like, oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. No, that one does. What is Zach so excited about, about this quote? Turns out Gib busted Dodge, a.k.a. Stephen Baldwin, nine months back. That's why he's called out to the scene. He can't believe Dodge killed someone. Doesn't add up. That's when Marshall Schiller with the AG's office shows up. Welcome to the land of CNN and Coca-Cola. <laughs> well, we don't want to be on CNN. If we're lucky, we might not get too thirsty capturing these fugitives. Relax, buddy. No one's making you have a Coca-Cola right now. <laughs> or go on CNN. This man's mustache is intense. It's great. By the way, we don't want to be on CNN. 20 CV? Such a 20 CV thing. Nowadays, like, you don't go viral or whatever, right? That's the fear, right? Of embarrassment is being on the internet. CNN, like, who the fuck cares? But back then? Big deal. Oof, that was bad. He's heading up the manhunt. Gibb is just there to help him. Probably headed back to Atlanta. And he pulls Gibb aside. They want to press blackout on this manhunt. No APBs. Everybody's dressed so ugly. It was a tough time for fashion, man. Yeah. So what I'm supposed to do is play CNI dog to the attorney general's trigger man without asking what, when, or why. Carson Phillips on a PI. And he looks down and finds a yellow clip. Shovel face is in terrible shape <laughs> as the dogs are after him. Chopper overhead. Piper tells Dodge to hold up a second, and Dodge gets clotheslined and falls like he slipped on a banana. <laughs> like the ultimate warrior came off the ropes and just clotheslined. <laughs> Piper whips his dick out and starts pissing. Yeah. Are you done? Weird question when you can still hear him going. Not unless you want to wipe it off for me, convict. Yep, there's number five. Who was the person, remember, we talked about the P-strength oh, ages ago? Man, yeah, someone was like a shotgun into a toilet, right? Just peeing like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And I was wondering if Lawrence Fishburne had P-strength. Didn't seem like it because that stream was landing right next to the 
Baldwin's face. Well, maybe a heavy stream, but yeah, it didn't seem all that explosive. Not a lot of range on it. They resume their running. They resume flooding. We got some fake-ass Tommy Lee Jones exposition going on here. Ah, future callback. Yeah, we're worried about Schiller's plan. Patton says they left a whole area along a river open to the city, and the marshal scoffs. I've been doing this for 10 years, and these boys are headed to the border, trying to move as far away from Georgia as fast as possible. What makes you think they're all together? Completely ignores them, and they move out in the caravan. My dumbass thought he meant the Mexican border at first. I was like, why would they go there? That's not convenient. Is this you in 1996, or this is you in 2023? Well, this was me paying attention enough to the movie at this point this week, but he's like, they're going to make it to the border. What border? Yeah, I honestly didn't think too hard about it. How does getting to Florida change anything? Oh, jurisdiction. It's a U.S. Marshal. In the movies, they always get to the state borderline and they have to screech the cars to a screeching stalk. Like, oh, damn it. And they throw their hat on the ground as they see the fugitives run off. Oh, it's like an invisible force field. I can't cross into this. Or radio to anybody in any other law enforcement jurisdiction over there. Nope, he's gone. He's gone forever. Also, this exposition that they have on this car ride here. Oh, man. About how he, oh, God. <laughs> how he arrested him. Holy cow. This is some 20CBS jargon right here. Brought him up on a federal warrant for hacking into some telephone computer system. They say telephone computer system no less than 10 times the rest of the movie. Only gave him 18 months, served nine. Why'd he want to break out? Kelso's mad about his dead friend. Patton's asking questions. He knows that Kelso makes the directives and that road crews and chain gangs are reserved for felons with five-year sentences or more. Dodge only had 18 months. It's at this point that I pictured, what if Kelso was just Greg Cody in this role? Oh. Because they look very similar. (laughs) They don't look similar, but yeah, I could see the... Don't. Don't you dare. What? No, they don't. You're not the one that chime in here. No, come on, man. The (laughs) eyes don't look anything like each other. I'm good at this. You thought Flight 666 had no resemblance to Ghost Ship. You're out of your mind because I didn't say (laughs) orbital sockets. (laughs) You said they have the same eyes, the two skeletons. The same eyes? They have the same orbital socket. It's a fucking skeleton made out of smoke. You know what the fuck I mean, you idiots? And it's the exact same cutout on those. Look it up right now. Exact same cutout. Uh, they ripped off Ghost Ship. And that's a future cinephobe, by the way. And you guys are going to respect that at some point. Does Will Patton get a Lewis Pinnock nomination for Stop the Goddamn Car? He's my nominee. I think that he's got some similar kind of accent in real life because he plays this type of character a lot. But he's hamming it up. I was going to nominate the Hitman until I found out he's actually Cuban. Because mm. I didn't really buy it. The AG's office wanted Dodge on the chain gang. They've been trying to question him since he was in lockup. Why? He also asked Gibb to believe him. He had no idea what was going to happen. And the suspects are spotted at the quarry. Stop the goddamn car. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Dodge makes Piper hold up because he's dragging him from left to right like a rag doll. Almost ripped his arm off twice. He's going to tug like a bitch is my note. I love this. We need to get into a rhythm. The, the fuck, fuck you, you know, know about, about rhythm? Banter. <laughs> Is he going to say that he knows rhythm because his foster dad was black? I'm a foster child. I was raised by the state. What's your point, convict? The point is, there was this caretaker who was like a father to me. His name was Titus. Foster poppy top. He taught me that everybody lives their life according to a rhythm. When you make love, it's to a rhythm. Your heart beats to a rhythm. Now, if we're going to run together, we got to get into the same rhythm. I got your rhythm, convict. Seven... teaches him how to 
stomp to the harmonica. And they resume their flooding. Where did he get that harmonica from? Where did he hide it? You know where, Zach. <laughs> it's prison wallet. Clement Mays from Deadpool 2. I saw that guy's pin and stashed it in the old prison wallet, if you know what I'm saying. Prison wallet? <laughs> I really hope I don't know what you're saying. <sighs> I can hear you rummaging around in there. Part of me wondered, holy shit. Is this going to supplant my golden dumpster that was etched in stone? Because Dodge is stomping his feet to the harmonica rhythm like a bingo. <laughs> Plays it fast to get the rhythm going. They run off. And I just wondered, what the fuck was that? Bonding. Shovelface is struggling, guys. Gib Cox is gun at him when he stops at a tree. How did Gib surprise him? That's an open forest. Where was he hiding? He's tired. The, the intuition to pull off to the side of the road and then he immediately finds the one escaped convict. He's the one. He's the go he's the one, man. He's talented. My man Will Penn is the one. The one what? The greatest detective ever. He's a natural. We hurry and get you back for evening chow. Banter. <laughs> Shovelface runs off. I thought, just shoot him. That is not Will Patton in the chase. That is a stuntman. <laughs> Flying tackle. They struggle on the ground. Marshall gets out with a rifle, shoots him, no questions asked. None. Zoom in shot, slow motion collapse. Right through the heart. Gib looks over in disbelief. Helicopters tracking Dodge and Piper. They fall down some waterfalls. They fled into a waterfall. Baldwin, with his ass fully on, says, wait, look. And he points to a massive drainage pipe. They run into it. Oh, come on. This is just like the fugitive now. <laughs> Little did you know. All right. Piper wants to get to the state line. Dodge says they don't want to do that. Didn't you see the fugitive? The first thing Tommy Lee Jones did was set up roadblocks at the state line. Oh, that's your plan, Dr. Kimball? I ain't got a plan. I'm just trying to figure this shit out as we go. Yeah, no shit. And I said, ah, ah, they admit it. They're just figuring it out as they go. Piper says to give themselves up. You're joking, right? Does it look like I'm joking? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Dodge wonders if he doesn't like white people. No, I just don't like you. Fishburn, completely ass off, says, look, I ain't got nothing against white people. I just ain't had too many good experiences with them. Fuck. I was out six months. Six months I was going home. Out on another 12 to 18 because you ran. You are a convict. Eight. And there's nothing that's ever going to change that. That's your reality, baby, not mine. My reality and your reality are the same. Reality is not changing sides here. We're both fucked. I don't get fucked. I'd take my chances. Not with my life, you don't. And they start fighting. Baldwin punches a stuntman that looks like oh Sean Wayans. <laughs> the same note, too, bro. I was like, that is not no Lawrence Fishburne. That's Sean Wayans. I know Sean Wayans when I see a repeat offender. <laughs> I think they replaced Stephen Baldwin with one of the Farley brothers. <laughs> now Piper's beating the shit out of him. Dodge says, hold up. How much? You heard me. Name your price. He allegedly has $5 million. I would name my price at $5 million then. Yeah, that would be it. I will take the max. <laughs> what do you think they locked me up for? Running a red light? I hit a major corporation for $5 million. I got your attention now, convict. That's nine. <laughs> We're 15 minutes into this movie. Piper says he's lying. Am I? Why would I lie? One to keep me from kicking your ass, two to keep me from kicking your ass, and three, prison life ain't exactly worked out for you, has it? Dodge offers him a million dollars. More than he'll see in his whole life. He says, I'll be looking over my shoulder. Ask what else he's going to do, work for 7-Eleven? They ain't hiring convicts. That's 10. And that's finally when I said convict is the horseman. Yep, four horsemen front runner, the word convict. <laughs> Same note two, base. All right, I want half. Half? Fuck you, this ain't divorce! No, we married, baby. For better, for worse, in sickness and in health till death do us part. What is going on? <laughs> These dudes been in this sewer for way too long already. Chopper's coming around, say I do. Come on, baby. 
Say I do. He agrees. After that, we're even. No. Now we're even. And he punches him in the face. Ah, banter? Banter. Oh. Also, some money train vibes. Oh, yeah. Big time ripoff. They climb up a ladder to the land above them. They're in a train tunnel. It's coming up from behind. They start running. It's moving slow as fuck. They got a flood. It's coming behind them. It's loud as shit. They're walking on train tracks. And yet- They have no idea. Keep stopping. Like, wait, you hear that? Like, it's somewhere far off. And then they do the- coordinated turnaround and look behind them, which is another horseman in this movie, stopping and turning around at the same time. I think they kind of stole that from Ghostbusters 2, by the way. Oh, yeah. With the ghost train. Yes, the ghost train, but the difference is it was a ghost train. <laughs> this is a real train. <laughs> this is a real-ass train, man. You should have saved this for the train. <laughs> There's a high bridge on tracks. They're going to have to jump. I can't swim. I never met a white man that could swim. And then they ADR'd the fuck out of the scream as they jumped because they literally got into a recording studio and screamed like this. Uh... Well, to be fair, that green screen that they jumped from was right behind them <laughs> in that recording studio. So many stuntmen in this movie as they fall into the water. One of the shots is they kept cutting from fall to fall to fall during that whole thing. Mm -hmm. They were not cuffed. The cuffs were gone. <laughs> Does anyone kick back and relax after dodging death by playing the harmonica? Yeah, you're right. He's just chilling playing the harmonica. They're out of breath because of the cold of the water. Yeah. Nope. Play some harmonica. It's not like there's a manhunt happening. No. <laughs> Where the sound of a harmonica might bring undesired <laughs> attention. No, no, no. We got all the time in the world. I also don't understand the drainage system in that forest. No. They got to a tunnel? A train tunnel? High above a river? The waterfall went down, then they went into a sewage grate, somehow ended up high, and then jumped back down to the river. How high was that ladder? Pretty high. First thing Piper's going to do is set his ass in a steamy hot bubble bath. Bubble bath. Bubble bath. And bubble bath month continues. If you need me, I'll be in the bubble bath. Bubble, bubble, bubble bath. He says, I hope you choke and drown in the bubbles extreme hear a gun cock and then they turn around slowly and this is my official entry of turning around slowly <laughs> as a four horseman there's a redneck there what are you doing chained to that white boy you know i've been asking myself the same damn question all day ass off now look here chief know what you're thinking boss you got two convicts 11 if you turn us in maybe you make some money might even get your face on tv right maybe i ought to blow a hole in your black ass right now and call it a day why not in fact why don't we have us a old-fashioned lynching right now? Y'all still hanging folks in Georgia, ain't you? And Dodge says to Piper, he has a gun. Quit provoking him. He does not want to shoot us. Am I right, mister? Assures him they're not bad people. Fuck this. This guy's a redneck. Piper is taunting his ass off. Dodge says, don't say that! <laughs> but y'all don't say that. Look at him. Show him your neck, boss man. <laughs> Shut up. They start yelling at each other. Piper knocks a shotgun away. It goes off. And he punches the redneck to the ground. Dodge is incredulous. Didn't you see Deliverance? Reference. Real movie buff, this Dodge. Oh, man. Do you guys see this ass-on face on Stephen Baldwin when he flips him? <laughs> <laughs> what a bingo. Could not be two more opposite approaches to acting. I can't believe this was acting. Wow. Said, so, you know what? You're doing a good job. These are the good takes. This was the final product. Yep. What did the other ones look like? Just stunning. The redneck is not breathing. He's having a heart attack. Cut to them in the Confederate pickup truck with the hunter and a buck in the bed of the truck. Piper wants the radio down so he can hear the cops. This is a good song. Dodge said there's a hospital up the road. How would he know that? Up the road is Atlanta, <laughs> by the way, and they're in the middle of nowhere. Piper learned first aid in the joint, CPR. They got courses like that in shitter. I don't know. Is this banter? 
No. Just drive in Tug's position? Dodge recognizes the Suzuki crotch rocket speeding by, and he wants a Ducati 916 motorcycle, which is the exact same motorcycle that Jason Patrick had in Speed 2. Really? Because it's 1996. No, because it's Ducati month on Cinephobe. It's Ducati! The pizza delivery vehicle. <laughs> All right. Gun in the glove compartment. And you said I forces. Dodge says that they could shoot the cuffs off. Piper's worried about him pointing that gun. He says, how am I supposed to know? I never held a frigging gun. You never held a gun before? How the hell you robbed somebody for $5 million? Hack it, my friend. Hack it. Computers? You got it. You got the sweetest Mac 5300, 16 megabytes, 750 hard drive so fast. It's like the Ducati of computers. Computers? 16 megabytes. What's his call name on the internet? Cyberthug. Oh my God. This bell is about to break. Ain't no robbery, man. One of these, a ski mask, that's a robbery. Dodge got busted for illegally accessing the phone company's computer system. My arm hurts. Used it to access the accounting system of a big corporation. A greedy one. He taught them a lesson. He put money in an account to a dummy company, wrote a corporate check to a friend, closed out the account, brought him the cash. A, B, see you later. Very smooth. Very smooth. Who's your friend? You writing a book? 20 CB. Ring that bell. River used to ask, you writing a book? We'll leave that chapter blank and call it a mystery. Oh, man. <laughs> when he says he only took and never gave it back. I said, ah, so he's Robin Hood. Future callback. Fiverr just wants to know who he has to share his money with. Schiller reports to his boss. Dodge is on the move. On a brick of a cell phone. Ring that bell, I mean. A little antenna. <laughs> Locals have no idea what's going on. Says everything was planned. Can't help it if a convict flips out. Yep, 12. A lot of pressure from a politician on Schiller who said I was talking to them. You just did. Cobra formula? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. You just reverse engineer some Cobra formula? This Marshall is not too sharp. You think you're pretty smart, don't you? No, just average for a country boy. Country boy. Did you notify the fugitives next to Ken? Ken. It's not a priority. What is bringing them to justice? Just a hunch, but I think there are more pawns than fugitives. He calls them fugitives. I was like, oh, missed opportunity. Instead of convicts, yeah. Your hunches are more like a Hardy Boys mystery than real life. Reference. 20 CB. And I think that you are spitting in the wind. And you know what they say about spitting in the wind? The gas stings. It can blow back in your face. <laughs> they drive off and we're in ATL, shawty. <laughs> Olympic Stadium, wide freeways, downtown Atlanta. They decide to set up that truck with the redneck in it as the driver and roll it into a goddamn ER bay. That's a brilliant idea. They hit an ambulance as they're loading someone into it. <laughs> they could have just parked on the side of the road and left. But they have to fled the scene once again. Ah. As they're driving down the streets... I remarked about how much this looks just like San Francisco. Yeah, I had that note coming up later during the chase. I expected Venom to round the turn. Kid is dribbling a basketball down the street as rap music plays. Guess which neighborhood they're in. This kid has zero handles. <laughs> they creep up in the street. And the kid bingos the ball away from him as a semi-truck is coming. Big old Mack truck, kid chasing a loose ball. Dodge goes to tackle and save him. Could they not cast a kid who could actually dribble a basketball? Nah, man. First kid on the block. That was it. Hey, you. It would have been funny if Piper didn't move at all and Dodge clotheslined himself again, trying to run and save this kid. But no. And the kid got <laughs> murdered? They both save the kid. They dive out of the way. And the kid wonders why they have chains on. He's ungrateful as hell. Beat it. You're bothering me. Also, Mack trucks down like residential neighborhoods. Huh? 
Okay. Dodge is amazed. Brigantine International built a center for the kids who can't read so good. Exposition International. <laughs> 25 million? You said five, you lying son of a bitch. He only kept five, donated 20 to charity. How do you do that? Bullshit, Dodge. <laughs> Bullshit, Dodge. 20 million to charity? Police car rolls by with the lights on. Shit, it's nice, Robin Hood, but we got a fled. Come on. We got a fled. He said it. Golden dumpster, man. <laughs> How old are these cop cars? Why are these cop cars from the 70s? I was in Atlanta in the 90s. They had fucking newer Chevy Caprices with the rounded edges. Golden dumpster, lock it in. We got a fled. That doesn't make any sense, man. Nope. And now for something completely different. Maisie dropped a convict. <laughs> dropped a convict? Yeah. <laughs> in our radio interview that he didn't explain anything. He nope. just said it and it... <laughs> So out of place. I realized afterwards that's probably not <laughs> not appropriate. Not an appropriate. I think it was subtle enough that no one's going to know. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So where were we, by the way? They're about to get in Selma's car. Oh, yeah. Selma Hayek. Oh, wow. Peak Selma Hayek. She's been peak for a long time, but like that's peak, peak. Peak, peak, peak. This is how far before Wild Wild West? Three years before Wild Wild West and... Right off of From Dust Till Dawn. So it went Desperado from Dust Till Dawn, this movie. Oh, her and Desperado. Oh, my God. What a fucking run. I'd pay so much money to watch her and Antonio Banderas have sex. No, I'd pay even more to watch her and me have sex. What? <laughs> Just to watch it, though. But it's not actually you doing it. It's a simulation of you. It's my clone. It's like one of those dreams where it's someone, but it's not them. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, whenever the technology gets there... You're never going to see me again. So you'd rather watch yourself have sex but not experience it than have sex with someone. That's right. What? It sounds like we're getting back into clone territory, Zach. Why wouldn't you just film yourself? I like clones. It's the best porn you can pull to, man. No. No. It's yourself. It's you. No. No. You doing it and record it yourself. That's the best because you experience it and then you can watch it later. That's not porn anymore. Yes, it is. It's amateur. <laughs> it's gonzo. Have you been on the fucking internet? All too well, Zach. All too well. Sex tape. Future cinephobe. <laughs> they jump into Salma Hayek's car. Rapid fire Spanish. The captions just say Spanish, and it made me think of the Chappelle show. And Latins love Congos, an electric piano with Spanish gibberish over it, I guess. Look, guys, I've got groceries in the back and about $20 in here. Take it and get the hell out. Take it and go. Dodge pulls the gun on her. Piper says, put it away. Piper says, they just want a ride. Mm -hmm. Dodge is really not picking up on Piper's smoothness here. Mm -hmm. Where to? I don't know. Where do you live? About two blocks that way. Oh, your house it is. She's warning them. It's messy. They drive right in front of the cops and no one notices. <laughs> Just a little behind the scenes. Amin and I have been talking professionally for about six hours now. <laughs> I can hear him losing steam on this recording. No, I'm not losing steam. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not losing steam. This is, it, I, was, I did the slide whistle on purpose real slow and easy in the background. Now, if we swapped roles there, he would jump all over slide whistle, right? What? That's what he would have done. That's, that's, that's how they call it. A whistle? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. In the slide whistle community. Xander, Uncle Xander blows his whistle. Whistle Baldwin. In the slide whistle community, it's, it's, they say whistle. Give signs in at an office, walks up to Jocelyn. As Will Patton very jocularly jogs up the stairs. I like that. He plays country-ass cop who's smarter than he lets on so well. You got a problem with your insurance? He wants her help. 
figuring out why Brigantine International didn't list any offenses or press any charges on the Dodge stuff. Exposition International looked like he used the telephone company's computers. I dare you to say telephone company's computers again, Fled. You guys noticing all this product placement for Apple? The Mac 5300. Big time coming up later, yeah. All the Macs everywhere, but also her mug says Apple on it. Mm. No offenses. They didn't press any charges. Jocelyn Cross references someone else accessed the info this morning. Who's that? Mm -hmm. Savannah Detective Agency. It's a holding company with offshore accounts, $4 billion in global assets. Can you figure out on that thing who owns Brigantine International? We get a Montejano, Montejano, whatever. Montejano. This is like Dan calling him Yamarant two weeks ago. <laughs> now, was that two weeks ago? It's... <laughs> From when we recorded or two weeks ago from when this thing comes out? You know what it is, convict. <laughs> racist. That felt racist. I gotta be oh, Still February in this timeline. <laughs> oh, shit, it is. Oh, no. These timelines are so confusing. Cut to Miami Beach. Yeah, we're back in Miami. Are we on Star Island? There's a big mansion by the water, meeting on a yacht. No drinks, just cigars. It's the hitman. Who delivered the Chinese food? From the beginning of the movie. <laughs> you guys were unscarable. He's got this thin mustache, but then it gets thicker under the nose and it looks like a hat in profile. I love his mustache. It's strong. It's a good mustache. That is a confident man's mustache. But the guy in the blue shirt, he is tucking his shirt way too high. I mean, his belt line is almost as high as the bikini on this woman walking past in a very 20 CB. Swimsuit. There is a little bit of a general thick cock vibe to it. Yes. Ooh. They wanted to do more work, locate Luke Dodge. I want to congratulate you on your Chinese cooking. Oh, oh well done. Montahano's hairline was a lot stronger in that picture on the computer than it is in real life. He's aged. Mm -hmm. He looks terrible. Luke Dodge. He has a computer disc that belongs to us. All our accounting <laughs> info on that disc. Retrieve the disc before terminating him. Those discs carried like 16 kilobytes back then. <laughs> yeah. There's no way it had all. You could get maybe half of a book on there. I remember having to have like multiple discs for projects because I couldn't fit it all on one. Oh, and you had to label them. For yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Contacted Atlanta to provide a lead on where Dodge might go first. Lead won't get in his way. It's done. Bueno. Consider it done. Say no more, says Sussman. <laughs> they pull up to Salma's house. Piper carrying groceries. Dodge mocks him as a chivalrous convict. 13. Toolbox under the sink to cut the cuffs. Spanish mumbling. Piper says, lo siento. And Salma says, oh, you speak a Spanish? They're hammering a screwdriver into the chain. She's headed to the bathroom. Dodge doesn't like it. Didn't you see the Godfather? Yeah, reference. Restaurant scene. Then he goes on to describe it in incredibly descriptive detail. Forget about it. And Piper says, my name's Jeff. <laughs> Piper gives her the okay to pee. Dodge wants to know what's going on with her. Thing in the car with the gun, carrying groceries, speaking Spanish, and then this. Have you ever met a woman, Dodge? Especially Salma Hayek. Of course. Just because I've been locked up don't mean I ain't got no manners. Okay. You're busting into someone's home and start telling them what to do, all right? That's 100% what you do when you're <laughs> a convict busting into someone's home. What, are you a Boy Scout now? Dodge is worried she's calling the cops. Call the cops. They can't break the cuffs. She brought the two banditos a new disguise. Ex-husband's position. He was about Piper's size, but Dodge <laughs> might be too small. You know what she's saying there? 
That dick portion a little too baggy, huh? She has a key to unlock the cuffs. Also from her ex-husband. He's a cop. I wondered here, wait, is Gib her ex? No, he's not. Dude, no, hey, all the way through the movie, I'm like, wait, no, yes, they are. Wait, no, 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 he's not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. I really thought that's where we were going with this. Wouldn't have been a stretch, really. Gib goes into the chief's office. Ever wonder what it's like to be a politician without an office? Like a cop without a job. Banter. Not making any friends running off of the mouth at Schiller. He says, I'm not trying to make friends. I'm trying to do my job. This lieutenant is so generic. Yes, he is. We get walk and talk's position. Gib has conspiracy theories. Lieutenant just says, do your job. Future callback, Maze, where I ask you to clip something, so be ready. <laughs> well, okay. Spells everything out. Dodge placed on the crew. Brigantine International. Frank Montejano under indictment by the AG. So... Whatever Dodge found, they want secret. Great work. Maybe I can assign you to the Hoffa case next. 20 CB. Reference. Jimmy Hoffa references were all over the 90s. It was the most referenced thing ever. It was this whole thing about where'd he go, right? Yeah. Tupac, you know? Elvis Tupac and Jimmy Hoffa, all three of them were fucking dead in the most basic-ass way possible. And we would not accept it. Society was like, nope, they're not. Gib pulls out a gun at Henry and fires in the bathroom. Ba, 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 ba. Blanks. With the yellow band. Cops come busting in, guns drawn, and shoot at the black cop. He found them near where Dodge escaped. He's got that wry smile on his face as the other cops bust in. One of the cops that bursts in is our daisy chainer, Brett Rice. Yeah, there he is. Does he have a name in this movie? You gotta have a name to be daisy chained. He does. I don't know what it is. Officer Bustin. Officer Bustin? (laughs) What, is he related to Officer Goblin? Mine got <laughs> All right, he believes Schiller set all this up to get Dodge to run. That's why he wants it out of the press. Gib has a hunch, and he needs an old friend to turn back 24 hours so he can play it out. Okay, you got 24 hours. Not a minute more. I love a good gimme 24 hours. You got 24 hours to get this done. Oh, my God. You fuck this up, friend or no friend. It's your ass. There you go. Dodge is shaven, can hear the harmonica playing. Piper asks where she met her husband. Husband's physician. Well, I was sneaking across the border and he caught me. (laughs) Holy shit, man. Does not sound right to me. (laughs) I'm being honest. And he deported her back to Mexico, but asked for her phone number. Now that's not where I thought that story was going. Yeah. The only one way you stay in this country, lady. And then real me cute. Guys, he did it the right way. He asked her number, he courted her, then he marked you wow wow and brought her back. He called, he visited, fell in love, got married, brought her to the States, California, and then Atlanta. Then what happened? Then he left her. She was stuck. No money, no friends, no family, no job. No familia, no dinero, no trabajo. Nada. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. She cried and then she got her shit together. Mother taught her how to cook. And now she's a caterer, self-employed. Her specialty, mole. I'm a caterer. I like the way she talks, man. I like the way she does everything. You deport her too? Uh, right. Before whatever joke comes up, I'm just going to move us ahead. Convict. Dodge. Dodge just needling him. Dodge interrupts, bursting through the tension like the Kool-Aid man. Yes. Nothing like some real soap to get that prison stench off you. Dodge has his hair real slicked back oh. like a piece of shit. Live for New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> Sloppy steaks. Takes up your mind. I was a brigante. <laughs> Brigantine International sloppy stick. And he proceeds to put on. Oh my God. The, mo- the chunkiest wool <laughs> turtleneck that has ever existed. It looks like insulation in a wall got knit together. 25 pounds. Easy. 
It is easily, easily a front runner for Golden Dumpster for me. <laughs> this sweat. Oh my God. There's a terrible, vague back and forth between Dodge and Piper. All day long, he's been talking about wanting to take a bath with some of that Mr. Bubble. You know, the one that the kids love? Oh, that's foul, man. Also, it wasn't enough to put on that turtleneck. He then puts on this thick-ass plaid jacket coat thing. He's still cold in Atlanta. Look at layers, man. Plus, everything's supposed to be way bigger for him because it's not his size. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He wants to get his cut of the money. You guys know each other before you went to jail? No. Became friends inside? We ain't friends. Cellmates? They look at each other confused, then realize she's asking if they fucked. Oh, shit. No. Hell no. Homophobia. Just asking. Cellmates is code for gay, apparently. And you know what? Thou doth protest too much. Look at this denial, boys. Oh. Does this look like too? Look at the. (laughs) You know what? Maybe. Now he put on the flat jacket. I didn't notice this earlier. Yes. <laughs> it's so big. It's giant. <laughs> Why is he dressed like that? He's dressed in his father's clothing as an eight-year-old. Now you try to fuck me, I find you. And I said, mm, see, you didn't really yeah. dissuade me from my original theory here. As collateral, Piper's giving him the harmonica. Pop gave it to him when he was eight. It's for good luck. Make damn sure he gets it back. That is not how collateral works. Nope. Matahano contacts the hitman wants to know if he has seen his facts yet. Your playmates arrive. Have you received my facts? It's a picture. Info on Faith, the dancer. The one fault that is universal about most men is our love of women. Find her and you'll find Luke Dodge. This facts. First page info about Cindy Faith. She's a dancer. Associate Francis Puffy. Frequents massage parlors, preferably bingo second page same exact info but with a picture why send two pages send one page with everything we need the picture on the second page but don't send the first page no 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 you gotta send both first page has info on it the info is also on the second page who sends a one page fax you gotta actually send a cover sheet so actually it's a three page fax zach right cut to a bunch of cubans breaking down a door with cuban links on whoa whoa Tony. Yeah, Tony at the All-Star Game. (laughs) The first Cuban with a Cuban link on in Utah. Flipping through shit, CDs, clothes, pantry, tossing this place, and eventually they find a matchbook for the Blue Flame. The Blue Flame? 20 CB. No, it's not. It's still going. No, I'm saying a matchbook. They still have matchbooks at the fucking strip club. No one uses a matchbook. No, no one's like grabbing matchbooks. I am. I do all the time. It's still a 20 CB thing. There are people that still have pagers. Doctors. Drug dealers. A means back to his Atlanta strip club days. Oh, man. This is the moment <laughs> I got so excited in the movie because the Blue Flame is a real place. I've been there many a times. Technically, it's in Decatur, but we're not going to get too technical. Oh, some Atlanta maps position. This is like Maze talking about cameras. I'm going to tell you guys about Atlanta strip clubs. And let me tell you something, boys. The first four or five girls they show here, I'm like, these aren't actors. They got them right from the stage. Cut to the blue flame, extreme stripper close-ups, gratuitous cheeks, and Bill Bellamy. Yes. In the place, this shit. I'm racist bullshit. Why you always complaining, man? I can't take you nowhere. This is a nice place with some nice women. It's a stank place with some stank hoes, okay? And they cold, too, man. All that shit you doing, you can't even get next to them. Plus, I got ass dust in my drink. Look, why they have to be hoes, man? Won't you chill? You gonna make the girl uncomfortable, bro? Come on. Man, fuck that bitch. You no-class motherfucker. Strip club DJ voice. Ooh, somebody put out the fire, please. Ladies and gentlemen, the blue flame proudly welcomes to the stage. Faith. 
Dodge walks in with his massive fucking turtleneck. I wrote Dodge shows up in his chunky ass turtleneck. I said, in all caps, zero chance this woman would ever be allowed to work at the Blue Flame. When I say zero cheeks, holy hell, she's Helen Hunt territory. Unnecessary. No, it is necessary. Why? I'm explaining because the Blue Flame. She does work there in the movie. What is it? Because it's not realistic. We point out all the lack of realism everywhere else. Why wouldn't this be one on ones? She's also dancing in a way that's not the patronage at the Blue Flame. Mm -mm. Not trying to watch you ride like that. You better make something pop or clap or something. Maze, what do you want to do here? Yeah, it's just that his misogyny is stronger than his racism. In this case. Nah, this is Coco Night. We ain't going nowhere. No, this is Ho-Ho Night, all right? And we gotta go. These hoes, man, they all want to be Madonna. Yep, see? Don't want to stand next to the man, want to stand in front of the man. And if they can't, they'll knock your ass down. Ain't that right, white boy? Yoo-hoo, whitey. Nobody makes small talk at the strip club. Nobody. Faith stops in her tracks when she sees Dodge... They're talking to him, but he's thinking and listening to them. You're drinking and you're thinking, so what the fuck are you thinking about? I'm thinking you're full of shit. When a woman asserts herself, starts calling her own shots, a fellow like you thinks she's not a woman. That's a shame. Dodge goes 21st century, ma'am, on a mean here. Yeah. Bellamy starts hype manning Dodge. <laughs> ho, ho, shit. Yep. He know you, don't he, Bo Grant? What is it? Uh, y'all plan to use the ransom to save your business. I just like hearing you say it. Bill wants to bet Joe $500. After Joe says, motherfucker, please look at this shit. These trick ass bitches. Come on, man. They don't care for nothing but about their fucking dollars. Dodge wants to go up to her, lay a nice long wet kiss on that girl. Too many adjectives on this kiss. It won't take anything more than one of them pretty roses. You game? I said, ew, he kissing strippers. Whoa, why are you sex work shaming? You don't kiss them, Zach. That's their rule, not mine. Never tried one of those roses. <laughs> Bill Bellamy is still team Dodge. He bets Bo 500, says he'll give the $500 to Dodge if he wins. <laughs> Worth that much to see you look like an asshole. No, he doesn't say asshole. He says ass ho. <laughs> There's no L, no H in that word. There's no ass either. <laughs> Just oh. <laughs> That's ass off, ladies and gentlemen. Clip the girl at 21 Jump Street, finger popping each other's assholes. <laughs> Meanwhile, you two were standing around, finger popping each other's assholes. We're not finger popping each other's assholes. What we're doing is getting shit done. He says, Opie, don't let me down. He likes the Dodge as hort. Hands in the rose and fucking Baldwin maintains eye contact with Joe Torre mm -hmm. and takes a deep whiff of that fucking flower. And I said, holy shit. Is there some tension going on here? No, what are you talking about? He's just talking shit. Why is he staring at him as he sniffs the flower then? This is Stephen Baldwin trying to look smug and cool. It's not working. She crawls up, says, welcome home, thug, and kisses him. Yeah. Bellamy's going, don't let me down. Don't let me down. DJ says, just goes to show you don't have to go to church to have faith. Oh, hey. Give a blue flame welcome to Robin Larkin Sparrow. And Santiago is lurking in the background. And I said, Robin Larkin Sparrow? What the fuck name? Names at ease. Birds. Wait. Oh, they are birds. That's real them. We've got some killer graphics as Dodge logs onto the pyramid web here. It's got a triforce of power spinning around with an Illuminati eye with another smaller triangle inside it in the middle triangle. This chunky ass laptop, man. Holy shit. That laptop's been in the gym and it's been doing nothing with fucking chest press the whole time. Faith wonders if he's raiding her private files. Ah. Gotta get through to Puffy now. It's about the time he goes on to the pyramid web. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
20C fucking B. Something called the Intersanctum. What's up, Puff Dog? Bodacious Tinkerbell flying around. This is a guy thing, right? Right. Oh, nice tits. I agree. <laughs> she goes to tickle him or some shit. They kiss. I don't know what's happening here. She tried to grab his dick. Why is he saying out loud everything he's typing? And she's reading out loud everything they're responding. I feel like that's what you did in the 20CB. No, no. What no, a no, Puff no. Dog. <laughs> Puff dog with a D-A-W-G. It's a G thing on a flex. And then there's another character in there that we don't hear out loud. No. Called 69 Lips. <laughs> Two P's in lips. Apparently Puffy is talking to hoes in the inner sanctum. Hacker hoes? Yeah, that's what you did. One of the options next to file and edit is whisper. Whisper. <laughs> that's dm it says i got a jones in my bones and i need a fortune cookie they're going to tokyo massage parlor <laughs> it's a code we use <laughs> it's, a, it's not very subtle man <laughs> baby if it's a massage you're looking for why don't you let my fingers do the walking He's gonna take care of her now she had to do something to pay tuition he wants to order room service and stay they're in a hotel room but there's a fire when's the last time you stayed at a hotel room with a fireplace that's a great question I think it's happened. Oh, future sport. <laughs> no, now I'm getting confused with times I stayed in a Airbnb. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I don't know if this exists. I'm going to say it like that. Cut to the gray line. Yeah, the bus station. Salma's dropping Piper off. Wasn't he supposed to wait for Dodge? What the hell is happening? He doesn't know where he's going. She says to drop her a postcard or give her a call, and she takes a piece of paper out of her bra. Got her phone number and her address. Phone numbers on pieces of paper that are kept in bras. Also, giving people your phone number and your address. Oh, this is 20CB. Address is wild, man. That is wild. But he's been there before, so you know what that means? boys she's horny she tries to give him a gun he says she better keep it then they kiss this is so bizarre i feel like there was at least one or two scenes cut here he was in prison for a while there's no way he has this restraint not with her but how is she so into this shit they seeded the tension same size as her husband it was there for sure they were headed here but it still feels forced very forced lawrence fishburne gets out the car Walks into the bus station, and he's wearing some 90s ass pants. Shout out to Dominique Parker. Yes. <laughs> Those are 90s ass pants. Knock on the door for Faith. Room service. Ass on for these henchmen. This fucking hit, man. <laughs> With his Frank Reynolds wig. He looks delighted about it. <laughs> Zach, I know you have a separate golden dumpster, <laughs> but the way she flies back, her feet in the air. Full extension. And then Steven Baldwin's no! <laughs> His face! He comes down! He goes, no! <laughs> the gunman walks over to him so nonchalantly. It looks like Popeye! <laughs> he hits the gunman with the face. Then punches him in the kidney, yeah. which causes him to fire his gun yep. and hit the other guy. Whose gun is just down. He didn't even try to do anything. No. He let himself get shot. Well, fucking Wayne Newton over here had it covered, he thought. So he didn't need his gun out. They're scuffling, and Santiago walks in calmly, backhands him, and he blacks out. I swear it sounded like a gun went off. They've got him tied up, shirtless. They wake him up with smelling salts. He's so ass on waking up. He's so ass on getting punched in the gut. He's so ass on getting tortured. Every part of it, uh, 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 the facial expressions in every one of these things is so ass on. Mm -hmm. You're probably dangling there, wondering what you could have done to get yourself into this predicament. Santiago wants the disc. He smokes the cigar, blows it in his face, hovers the cigar over his nipple. My nipple started to tense up here. I got real worried. 
I don't like that. The disc you used to steal $25 million. You're assuming I have a lot of time. And then he digs his finger into his armpit. Ooh, that's a good move, man. That hurts. And grabs his chin. I don't. This is just lazy writing. That's a placeholder. Frank Reynolds Newton goes over and just starts wailing on his torso. <laughs> Toupee henchman. <laughs> Come on, man. Piper walks through the bus station in his leather jacket, goes to a locker, takes out a Nike duffel bag with a gun, a wallet, a watch, and a tracking device. Film noir. Where was the key to this locker? Prison wallet. Isn't this more of a criminal move to leave this shit stash in a bus station? Yes. I thought she was giving her husband's stash or some shit like that. Mm, yeah, it's not. Because it has his tracker for the harmonica. Back to Santiago. He's on schedule, running out of time. Or should I say that you're running out of time? <laughs> Again, just lazy writing. <laughs> I like it. Exposition about Chinese death torture. You ever hear of the Chinese death torture? You Chinese? No, I'm Cuban. But I have a great affinity for all cultures. Part of my mongrel upbringing on the streets of New York. What is that phrase? You can't say that in modern times. I know that. It reminds me of Barb Wire when she's like, she's Chinese and she's speaking in French. Yeah. <laughs> the same shit, like that confusion. I'm like, wait, what? New York. And that explains your hostility. Chinese have developed a torture known as the death of a thousand cuts. You make a thousand tiny incisions all over your body. Small cuts. Paper cuts worse it's supposed to be very painful no shit piper drops down outside the window santiago asks where's the disc fuck you rico fuck me no fuck you slices him dodge screams then he spits on him there is absolutely no reason for lord fishburne to have his guns <laughs> crossed all across his wrists like this oh, but it's the coolest shit ever but it looks fucking dope it's very similar to low down dirty shave this is a golden dumpster scene right here Lawrence Fishburne kicking down the door. I think shatters, man. Shatters both in slow motion. And Baldwin blinking like an absolute bingo. I thought we were getting a Robin Lopez reference here from you of breaking that door open. No, I was laughing so hard at the way he was blinking. <laughs> <laughs> the collection of Stephen Baldwin faces you've accumulated here. Pretty ridiculous. The cool thing about Fishburne with the arms crossed is he's shooting in two different directions. Sure. He's not using one to steady the other. He's shooting left and right, pa pa pa, while he's also steadying his arms. Santiago uses Dodge as a human shield. Manny oh, man. is diving through the air with his wig. Slow motion dive behind the couch. That toupee stays put, though, man. <laughs> it sure did, man. That's the best glue. And now he's toast. Man runs out. Piper shoots Dodge's restraints. On your feet, convict. 15. Pack your shit and let's go. Come on, Dodge. Gotta fled. Again? Gotta, Gotta fled. fled. Again? I think they're like, they didn't get the first one. Uh-uh. Dodge wants to get them. Piper says there are three things important right now. Your life, my life, and the disc. This is like Tony talking about the three sides to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> His version. Billy's just like, well, no, there's just the truth. <laughs> Ask who Santiago is. I don't know. You writing a fucking book? No, I'm a cop. I can't explain it right now. Baldwin's realization face so ass on. Film noir. Also, he had no questions uh -uh. about why uh -uh. Piper showed up like this. Not a one. I'm a cop, you idiot. They're wrestling in an elevator. They need to work together. Dodge is with him now. He dramatically puts a laptop bag over his shoulder 
As they exit into the lobby, they see Hitman coming down an escalator. Piper knocks one down. Cops yell freeze. They run off. Hitman and his other guy pretend they're not involved. You're a cop. Why don't you do something? Yeah, like what? I don't know. Some cop shit. Lawrence Fishburne knocks into a black man in a tuxedo on a date with a woman. He's also wearing a black leather trench coat a la The Matrix. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous, man. This was not 90s fashion. I'm sorry. That looks more like a Batman Forever Batman and Robin outfit. Yeah, that definitely looks like something worn to the ball where Poison Ivy puts everyone under her spell. Why is everyone wearing a tuxedo at this place, by the way? It's just one of those days, I mean... <laughs> Then, for no reason, they commandeer RuPaul's car at the valet. Oh my god, RuPaul! Girlfriend, I am such a fan. Ass on for RuPaul. Ass off for Piper. Just don't bring it back on E, okay? You got it, baby. Oh, they were nice. Piper lets Dodge know there's a tracking device in the harmonica. Dodge can't believe it. You lied to me! No, I didn't lie, Annie. I just (laughs) didn't tell you certain things. Save no two. Piper was working New York narcotics, blah, blah, blah. Took a six-year hit. Exposition. Fed name Schiller showed up, made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Ah. Reference. If he does that, he walks. Something went wrong with the prison break. Stockholder info on that disc. Regular accounting bullshit. I copied everything so I can get back into this system later. This company, it's got hundreds of millions of dollars. Some guy, I don't know who he is. He owns the company. Some Montejano guy. Montejano? Yeah, that's it. Frank Montejano? Who the fuck is this guy? You stupid fuck. You stole $25 million from the Cuban mafia. Don't call me stupid, all right? They don't notice that the cops are right behind them with sirens on. No. They blow out the back window of RuPaul's Benz. And they're racing through Atlanta like Venom. Venom, 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 Venom. They run the cops into some parked cars. Three more cars are on them. Dodge says Puffy hid the disc. What the fuck is a Puffy? Maze, clip it. And I know you're going to say, clip what? And I'm going to say every single Puffy song ever. <laughs> Give me the Puffy medley, please. <laughs> he about to set it off. Daddy, Is it supposed to be funny that Piper doesn't know and Dodge does? Ben Blanc. Reality just changed sides. Piper gets one cop car to run into the back of another one. There's an explosion. Bay. Bay. The AG calls Schiller. He's pissed. Get the disc by tomorrow morning. I asked you a question. You want to tell me fairy tales? If you haven't got the disc for me, you're going to be wearing your ass for a hat. Cut to the Lucky Street Grill. A real place. Been there before. Great chicken wings. Give goes to his private detective friend, Les. Hands some money, finds out nothing about Dodge and the AG. I want to be paid by putting money into an envelope, into a newspaper that I then fold over. Mm-hmm. That's such a fucking great move, yeah. It's funny CB, but damn, it's a cool move, man. He gives some info about Dodge and Brigantine International, and then we find out it's Les's fault that Cindy was giving up. Cindy's address is on Metro Ave. Metro Ave was formerly known as Stewart Ave, and that's where all the hookers are. How do you know that, I mean? I used to live in Atlanta. Oh. Got it. Also, that's the community college where Jabari Smith Sr. went to before he transferred to LSU. Atlanta's position. Cut to the massage parlor. Puffy's here because one of those Ducatis belongs to Dodge. Ducati jargon. Best of all, it's got an onboard computer. I wonder if that'll come up. That's nice, Evil Knievel. As they're walking to Dodge wants to know what took Piper so long to save him. Didn't you see Shaft? Ah. It's Piper's turn. It's my turn for a movie reference. So they walk into this place, and all the massages are happening right there out in the open in front of everybody. One big room. This is just a brothel. And, Zach, I said, this is exactly like the 
acupuncture place I went to. <laughs> you went to a heroin den. It was like that. All the people were laid out like that, all in an open room. I've never had acupuncture that doesn't happen in a private room. The example I used at the time was the beginning of Inception when they're in Uganda or whatever, and they go into that little dream parlor or whatever. But this is the closest I've seen. I thought, huh. Puff might be in love with Don. Some real tension. Yep. Never mind. He just got shot in the throat. Oh, man. And it's a big throat wound. Gushing blood. That's a big fucking hole. <laughs> Golden dumpster. Hitman shoots Piper in the leg. Henchman running and hiding behind a fat old guy. This old guy's ass off. Bob Craft. Bob Craft. <laughs> we got a full on shootout. Tons of diving while shooting. Dodge doesn't want to leave his dead friend there. Puffy! I gotta leave him here alone. Dodge and Piper jump through a window. They hop on Ducati's. They drive off. Gib is perplexed. Why wouldn't they drive off in the car they drove up in? Because it's a Ducati, man. Cut to a diner. Dodge is crying like a real idiot. Crying like a... <laughs> Looking at a pic of him and Faith. His chunky ass laptop is open. He's tap, tap, tapping away, pecking away, hunting peck with his fingers. The music playing, I thought it was Dead Presidents, but it's not. Sama's there patching up Piper's flesh wound. You're a cop. How do you know? When you live with one, you know. And she's wearing a Beckinsale and Tiptoes level hat. He, he wants to tell her, or he wants her to be careful. She can take care of herself. They kiss. Guy walks in on them in the stall. From the outside, his pants are down and she's on her knees. Yeah. And this guy opens the stall door with his ass on. Shout out to Fishburne's agent for getting not one, but two makeout scenes with Selma Hayek, man. That is fucking gangster, bro. You know what the best part of it, I mean, is that he can watch it later of course over and over selma and piper sit down in the booth with him he calls chiller and tell him it's over it ain't over i don't want the money anymore but you better walk away with something the two people in your life are dead you better collect that money yeah piper says thing is just getting started doesn't care what's on that disc but it got the girl and that friend dead you gotta find it you better start thinking convict and that's 16. Dodge looks out at the Ducatis. He gets an idea. The only thing he knows better than a computer is those bikes. It's a 916, not a 616. Big deal. I think I'm an Eli man. <laughs> he takes off a panel and flips it over. It's a map of the Georgia Dome. It cannot be that easy <laughs> to take off that panel. Okay. He used a fucking Allen wrench from Ikea. When he and Buffy would hang out, they'd meet in the utility room what? behind the scoreboard at the Georgia Dome? That's sex. These motherfuckers for sure were fucking this. They were banging for sure. Same note too, but when me and Puffy used to hang out. Is that even possible though? To go to the Georgia Dome and hang out in the scoreboard? No, that's not possible. What the fuck? Behind the scoreboard. I see you guys are not up to speed on all the secret gay hookup spots in Atlanta. Atlanta's position. I'm <laughs> trying to tell you guys. Time to make a plan. You know what the dome in Georgia Dome stands for? Z-Job. More generic. Lieutenant yelling at Gibb. Will Patton's boss, angry black captain, clipped the Hershey Highway speech from Last Action Hero. Only kind I got to save the Eagle Foundation doing the fucking tango up and down my Hershey Highway. Put a sock in it. I don't care who does what to your Hershey Highway. How do you fuck up? Let me count the ways. Got a handful of innocent civilians shot to hell. Interfered with the AG's investigation. Scared off two dangerous fugitives. Don't you want to hear where those Cuban hitmen came from? No! It's not our fucking problem. That's bad police work, okay? Worst police work, him or Forrest Whitaker in Taken 3? Will Smith in Bad Boys 2. <laughs> uh. Get the fuck out of here. Go home. You're suspended. Montahano is meeting with Schiller. 
Offers him $2 million to get it. Piper calls him. Have the disc soon. Meet at the Georgia Dome in 20 minutes. $2 million for this. It's the same numbers being used in barbed wire, which once again was set in the future. You kind of skipped over a lot here, Zach, because as Montana walks up to a mystery person, because we just see his back is turned to the camera, and Montana says, I think you know we want the same thing. This disc, this disc. Unstoppable. As the camera turns around, it reveals that it was Schiller, the pizza delivery fed from the beginning of the movie. Come on. It's a lot like the scene in Da Vinci Code where it's like first person. Mm-hmm. And we find out that it's what's his fuck, Ian McKellen. Sir, what's his fuck to you? Sir, what's his fuck? Sorry. Sama's going to meet them when they're done. Cut to the Georgia Dome. This is almost as Big a bike movie as Biker Boys because it's a motocross event. Piper runs to security holding Salma saying that she's pregnant, about to give birth. Oh, this is the same tactic I used to get in the VIP at All-Star Weekend. Act like you're going with the crowd, right? Because as Selma and Piper are doing this big thing, fucking Baldwin just sneaks in with them. Yeah. I was at this after-after party in Utah. I was trying to get upstairs to the highest level of VIP. And I saw Jake from State Farm, which I keep running into this guy. You were obsessed with this guy. I'm not. He's just everywhere I am for some reason. Every All-Star weekend, the two of you are just hanging out waiting for Ubers. He's got an entourage. And I'm like, why does Jake from State Farm have an entourage? But I don't care. They walk in and they're going up the stairs. So I just fucking walked with purpose right behind them. Didn't get no questions. Walked up there. Got the text from my boy downstairs, like, yo, where you at, man? I said, I'm up in VIP. He's like, can you get me in? I said, sure. So I go back down, and I said to the same security guy, yo, by the way, I got to get my man here over there. He's like, oh, yeah, go just come back right here. I'm like, cool. And I ended up smuggling, like, seven people. <laughs> After all was said and done, multiple times, just coming in, hey, we got three more coming, da-da-da. Oh, it was great. What a great time. Shout out to that move. Also, fake pregnancy, I feel... Like, it's a very... That's 20 CV for sure. We don't do that in movies anymore. Like, oh, I have a baby, and it's just a sweater. Balled up under her jacket. Dodge lifts some press passes. Piper and Dodge go off. Now he has a key card. Gib asked what the commotion at HQ is. He's informed that Schiller said it's going down at the Georgia Dome. It's going down. By Brett Rice. I'm Ellen Timber. Selma's character is ass off in the security office. Yes. Dirt bike races happening. And the PA announcer says, if you don't like motocross, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All three major forms of motocross. Selma sneaks out, puts her stomach in the trash. Security notices she's gone. The security guard comes after and opens the door and looks around for her. I said, he looks like old Chris Cody. Gibb is driving to the dome, pulls up, sees Schiller walking in with the hitman. He's walking in with the Cubans, even though he called the local cops and told them to meet him at the Georgia Dome. Then we get the worst B-roll footage ever of motocross highlights. Jeremy McGrath, a perfect race. And then finally... Schiller's there with the big gulp of product placement, this massive Coca-Cola cup. What a fucking hypocrite fraud. He said he's not there to drink Coke, and here he is drinking a fucking Coke. Yep. So they get you. Dodge finds a bag with the floppy disk and the money inside a panel in the fence cage. Everyone's just walking around. Salma's in an orange car with the Ducatis in the back. And Santiago pops up behind them. Gib coming up the escalator yells, Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Throws a wrench. It's a setup. Piper shoves Dodge. Schiller and the hitman start shooting. Gib, a police officer, fires into an open crowd. Everybody's just pumping and dumping in slow motion. Super slow-mo. Unloading on all of these people. 
It's a free-for-all. Santiago uses a woman as a human shield. That's definitely his go-to move. He's mm-hmm. doing the dice thing too much. Lots of Coca-Cola signage everywhere. I mean, you're in Atlanta, man. You are in Atlanta. Not enough love for CNN. Piper shoots down Schiller. He's dead? Piper and Dodge run out of the dome into Selma. Why is Piper running with his arms like that? Super weird running style. As they run out, everyone hits the ground in unison. But there's a little kid who's running in the background. Why is her child just sprinting in the background? We got another car chase. Wait, Schiller's still alive. Gibb explains that Schiller was playing both sides. Yeah, well, I should have busted a cap in his ass. Yeah, right. Dude, this kid is booking it. Look, <laughs> oh my God. he's going to play for the Falcons one day, man. Piper calls AG. He wants exoneration and his old job back. Hold on. We can't miss this one thing because this is my most important note in the whole movie. Oh, boy. As they drive off, we see in the background a Pepsi truck product placement, at which point I said, Maze, clip in the reindeer games quote. <laughs> That's your most important note. By far. You show me another buffet that offers both Coke and Pepsi. Don't even bother looking because it doesn't exist, okay? So now what else do you people want me to do? I love a movie that will accept product placement money from rivals. Shut up, reindeer games. They're going to meet at Stone Mountain. Stone! Salma and Piper embrace. We've racked up yet another Atlanta landmark here. Atlanta Maps position. Stone Mountain in an hour? In this traffic? You out of your fucking mind. He leaves his bag with her, promises he'll be back. Hitmen find them before they drive off, start shooting, they speed away. Her car is like a pumpkin, that's how they find it. And it's El Scorpio Jr. who hands Santiago the gun in the car. Nice. He does look like him a little bit, yeah. We have a race on the highway. Hitman gets stuck behind trucks. They're driving a Buick against some motorcycles. No chance Lincoln Town Car is keeping up with Ducatis, right? Especially once it gets stuck behind... In traffic. ...those trucks for at least 20 seconds? Yeah. They're gone. They're at Stone Mountain already. They're all at Stone Mountain. Piper stops, waits for the Hitman. Now he stands in the road, waiting for the Hitman, dramatically pulls out the gun. This is a golden dumpster. Fishburne stopping in the middle of the street and unloading on the oncoming car. Eventually a tire pops, the car flips over a bunch of times, and they're dead. Voiceover exposition about Stone Mountain Park, like it's a documentary. Massive dome of granite rising 825 feet above the surrounding plain. They're on a Swiss cable car. It's a pre-recorded tour voiceover exposition. They see a helicopter flying to the top, then the cable car powers down. Someone drops onto the roof, opens the hatch. How did he drop behind them? Somehow, he got the drop on him. Yeah. Despite Piper going to investigate the hatch. You're supposed to be dead. Miracle of Kevlar. Another slow turnaround. Fires a warning shot, demanding the disc. Are we supposed to believe that he jumped out of the helicopter? No, he didn't. It's all unbelievable. No matter what it is, it's unbelievable. But I think he's supposed to have dropped out of the helicopter. Yeah. I'm with Maze on this one. Oh, yeah. There is a thudding. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It does stop and shake and shudder and then open slowly. Schiller opens the door. Give him the disc where he's tossing bodies out there, starting with Piper. Pulls out the disc. Let him go after he has it. Schiller hits Dodge. Piper disarms Schiller. Schiller knocks him down. Kicks him. Schiller knocks out Dodge. Now he's fighting Piper. Okay, they go back and forth with fighting. Dodge comes too. Grabs the gun. <laughs> he yells, Schiller! Clip it. It's so stupid. Time to pay the Piper. Is this the reason his name is fucking Piper? Yes. He should have said you got a fled, bitch. (laughs) Golden Dumpster nominee. Time to pay the Piper. Oh, my God. That's a fucking line. (laughs) And then Stephen Baldwin said, dodge this. 
<laughs> Matrix feature callback. Ah, uh, Luke Dodge. <laughs> he escapes my blows and then waltzes away with my drugs. The AG give and the captain. Ray Piper. <laughs> he expects me to pay him and then waltzes away with my drugs. Dodge Piper shows the disc to AG. Money laundering operations all over it. He hands it to Gibb because he can trust him. AG spoke to New York governor. Piper gets his old job back. That's it? Yep, that's it. Go back to work. Will Patton asks off and he says, all right then, Dodge. All right. And I was like, yeah. All right then, Dodge. <laughs> I fucking believe it. I don't know why. What, you firing me? <laughs> I need my fucking job, man. About time to take that bath. What about your half of the money? Forget about it. Come on, man. A deal's a deal. Trying to bribe a police officer convict? 17. Now, hold up. You're sure? Yeah, look, I got what I want, all right? We're even. And then Dodge taps him on the shoulder, punches him. No, now we're even. So Asan shaking his fucking hand out as he walks away. Didn't you see what love's got to do with it? Reference. In the limo, the scene with the boot when Piper starts chasing Dodge as he fleds, chases him into the parking lot, wrestles him down, lifts the motorcycle helmet over his head, freeze frame, credits. So in this universe, Piper looks just like Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. All right. Who cares if you lose the game? You got this off your chest. I mean, it's just one night of bar trivia. Ooh. One night of bar trivia is sacrosanct us. Trivia is sacrosanct. Seen as a loose remake of The Defiant Ones from 1958, starring Sidney Poitier and Tony Curtis. Just like the movie 48 Hours, a prisoner is being called a convict throughout the movie by a cop. Except reality just changed sides and Stephen Baldwin is the convict. And then, I mean, this is going to test your geography knowledge here. The Blue Flame Strip Club does exist as an Atlanta hotspot, yet the scenes of the girl stripping were actually shot in a different strip club named Strokers. Strokers! Which is located on Brockett Road in Decatur, Georgia. In Decatur, yeah. Strokers on lean. Shout out to Jermaine Dupree. I'd like you all to do an experiment on a plant, something that uh, may benefit mankind. And if you would devise something that's groundbreaking, I guarantee you a A in this course. Oh, well, hold on, man. You firing me? You can't, you can't do that, Lionel. Look, man, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Lewis Pinnock Accent Award. I had Will Patton as Gib. Yeah, I got Will Patton as well. I don't even know if that's his accent or not. Oh, you think this is a Lucas Black situation? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he put a little extra on it because it is similar to the Remember the Titans coach or the Armageddon guy, but still think it's him. Let's show him who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah, we got soul. Horsemen, convict, harmonicas, turning around slowly. Slowly, yeah. 20 CB. I mean, 20 CB is heavy in this. Heavy. It's got to be convict. I'm not going to argue against 20 CB. My arm literally got tired ringing that goddamn cowbell. But man, the word convict appeared 13 times in the first 20 minutes. Not making it to 20 is impressive. Yeah, it slows down considerably. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ash on, ash off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. Ass on, fuck it, ass off. 
Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award. Baldwin. Gotta be Stephen Baldwin is Dodge. He's so bad, man. All the faces, all the line deliveries were bad. Him shaking out his hand at the end. There's just an endless list of instances where he's bad. All those freeze frames that have mean. <laughs> <laughs> no. Carl Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. Lawrence Fishburne. Will Patton. I had Bill Bellamy also ass off. Yeah, Bill Bellamy, Joe Torre. I mean, I think it's Lawrence Fishburne. I think he's fantastic in this movie. It's him or Will Patton as far as the volume to compete. Bill Bellamy was awesome. Joe Torre was awesome, but they only had that one scene. I'm going to go with Fishburne. Will Patton at the end, he almost had me with that. All right, then dodge. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's some acting his ass off. But no, it's got to be my man, Fishburne. You're good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees. Heavy list. Dodge's movie references The Fugitive, Deliverance, The Godfather, What's Love Got to Do With It? Also, Piper got in the Shaft reference. We got a fled, not once, but twice. And Bill Bellamy and Joe Torre arguing in the blue flame. There's other ones. What else you guys got? My man with... Manny with the Frank Reynolds wig. Oh, man. That whole scene, man. Him shooting with his wrist crossed. Him throwing punches. Him diving behind the couch. Him shooting through the fucking peephole. The way she flies. Here's what we got. Golden Dumpster. His sweater. Oh, my God. That chunky ass sweater. The bullet through the peephole followed by the ass on. No! You know what's insane about this sweater? He has a crew neck sweatshirt on underneath. <laughs> He's cold. You need a sweatshirt. He has a crew neck sweatshirt on, and then he puts on that chunky astronaut and then that gigantic plaid overcoat. I got Fishburne kicking down the door and Baldwin blinking like a bingo, probably being revealed to us for the first time, and then promptly getting shot through the throat. I mean, within 10 seconds, it's felt like. That's a wrap off Puffy. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Puffy. <laughs> no. I also add uh, him reading out loud everything he's typing. Oh man. That whole chat room situation, the inner sanctum, that was ridiculous. Oh, that was so good. Fishburn stopping in the middle of the street and unloading on the oncoming car. You've got time to pay the piper. And you've got, didn't you see what's love got to do with it? The scene with the limo and the boot. Not since taxi. Has there been a more clear telegraphed golden dumpster leading to a movie choice? It's We Got a Fled twice for me. Yeah. It's the reason I remember the movie. If they don't say Got a Fled, not once but twice in that movie, I don't remember it ever again and never consider it for this because I've forgotten pretty much everything else. It's Got a Fled. The ultimate, ah, he said it. I mean, I mean, maybe that should be in there instead of Convict. The ah, he said it. Oh, I mean, it's definitely eligible. I still think I would go convict, though. Even though Fled got used three times in this movie, twice grammatically incorrect, I'm still going with convict. The thing is, nobody would say, hey, we got to flee. No. There is no proper grammatical <laughs> sense of it. I mean, they had their line in who fled. I don't know why I had to be brought back again. Right. You had it at that point. That's all it's got to be. I just imagine Preston, Preston Whitmore, <laughs> he really fucking committed to this word fled. <laughs> he insisted on it being the title. He used it three fucking times. My golden dumpster is, I think I got to go with, you guys both went with fled? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, make it unanimous. Wow, sweep it. Even though, even though the whole scene of her getting shot, flying back feet <laughs> above her head. I mean, my God. And him yelling, no! <laughs> like, like she got pulled off the stage at the Apollo with the hook. Like, <laughs> Looking like Popeye. No! No! Having said all that, I can't go against what is a very obvious forcing of a phrase multiple times in the movie. Well, Zach, you picked it, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. Over fled. <laughs> this is a slog. It took a long time for me to get through this movie. I picked it simply because of two words. <laughs> Gotta fled. <laughs> it's not a good movie. I think Lawrence Fishburne's good at it. I love Salma Hayek and everything. Will Patton's good. There's a lot of memorable scenes in this, but as you guys know, I'm an honest podcaster. I cannot in good conscience try to pretend that this is anything but a phobe. So it's a phobe. Wow. Maze? Preston. (laughs) Preston Whitmore is a fucking terrible writer. Wow. He forced fled into the lines. He forced fled into the title. There's nothing original about this. The cliched lieutenant just yelling at Gibb, who is spot on the entire time, snuffs everything out, figures out the entire plan himself, and just gets yelled at and suspended. Stephen Baldwin, god damn it, he's a war criminal against acting. He is Michael Bean levels. Oh, man, he's terrible. The whole computer disc mid-90s telephones, computer systems, the depiction of the internet and just not really understanding what it does, it all added up to a very easy phobe. I mean? Oh, man. Well, you guys mentioned how bad Stephen Baldwin was. The writing was so lazy from here, pussy pussy, to (laughs) I'm on the schedule. I don't have much time and neither do you or whatever. All that stuff where it's like, it's not witty at all the constant references to other movies that they were clearly ripping off. And yet, Will Patton say, all right, then dodge, all right. Oh, no. Dude, I laughed so many times in this movie. I know they didn't mean to make me laugh, but I laughed. I enjoyed it. I had fun watching this movie. It's bad. It's cliche. It's poorly written. It's poorly acted by everyone other than Will Patton and Lawrence Fishburne and Joe Torre and Bill Bellamy. But fuck if I didn't have fun watching this movie. Isn't that what Cinephobe is all about? I'm a fled, boys. File it for me. Did you say I'm a fled? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make any less sense than what? Than the movie. It, I'm a fled. Amin just filed it because it's fucking Coke and Pepsi in the same movie again. Oh, my God. That's what it is. Yeah. He's two for two. Look, let me tell you something, man. If you want to file. <laughs> Clip it one more time, Zayz. Clip it one more time. Don't even bother looking because it doesn't exist, okay? So now what else do you people want me to do? Is this... The first movie that I've picked that Maze and I have phobed. Wow. That Amin has filed. Yes. That anyone has filed. Up to this point, Zach has had six movies that he's phobed, and they were all sweeps. Wait, are you saying that when Zach phobes the movie he picked, that means it is so <laughs> irredeemable? <laughs> that no one? That no one <laughs> file it? Until now. This is amazing. By the way, Amin's done this with his movies a lot. 
what? Filed his own movie while the rest of us phobe it. Motherfucker, I know you don't want to talk that shit. Yeah, that's the Zach Harper special. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. The other movies, by the way, that Zach picked and he phobed and everybody else phobed as well. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah. Grown Ups 2. Yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. Soul Man. Oh. Left Behind and yeah. Greenland. You folk left behind. I didn't know that. He tried to take it back. Yeah, I tried to rapture it. Damn, dude. That was six in a row. Fucking all of that blood right there on the sheet. Make sure you send us your Lewis Pinnock Award, Five Horsemen, Ass On, Ass Off, Golden Dumpster, Bober File, Talk Hoops, Darth Amin, Corn Puzzle, Levitard Show on the old Twitter machines. We got a fled. Next time we make love. You introduced me to Jade. I mean, we got a fled, but you got a pick. Oh, man. I was telling both of you guys separately, this might be one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make because I've been researching the daisy chain and the daisy chain is glorious, right? So here are the nominees. I know this is going to get some people riled up because like, oh, you could have picked that. The Punisher okay. with Thomas Jane and Travolta, but I had to eliminate it. It's a rental. I decided I have to thin this way oh. one way or another. So if you're a rental, you got to get out of here. Similarly, this goes for Armored, Matt Dillon and Jean Reno and Lawrence Fishburne, also rental. So I had to go. Like a boss, Salma Hayek, Tiffany Haddish. Rose Byrne, yeah. I really wanted to do this one. It's kind of like Horrible Bosses, too, when you think about it. Horrible Bosses. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> unfortunately for her and for you. You got a fled for that one, Zach. It's a rental, so Like a Boss is also off the board. So that me with... Five movies that I could select from. I've got The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is the sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. It stars Ryan Reynolds, mm. Samuel Jackson, and Salma Hayek. That one's available on HBO Max. I've got Def Jam's How to Be a Player, starring Bill Bellamy. And that one's on Tubi. And Lark Voorhees, by the way, Lisa Turtle. I've got Lottery Ticket, also starring Bill Bellamy, I believe. Golden Dumpster, T-Pain. Little Bow Wow, Keith David, and Charlie Murphy. And that one's on Tubi as well. Charlie Murphy. I've got Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, which is on (laughs) Disney Plus. And finally, available on Netflix. I think I have to do it, guys. I know you don't want to go back here. Liam Neeson month is back. <gasps> the Ice Road. Yes! Starring Liam Neeson and Lawrence Fishburne. That's right, boys. Cue it one more time. No, 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 no. I've gone too far. Maze, you thought we were out of Liam Neeson month? Wrong. You got it wrong. I'm so excited for this, man. I've never seen it. Who can get me out of this fucking Liam Neeson quicksand? God damn it. <laughs> After a remote diamond mine collapses in far northern Canada, File. a big rig ice road driver, Liam Neeson, File. must lead an impossible rescue mission File. over a frozen ocean File. to save the trapped miners. Contending with thawing winters and a massive storm, they discover the real threat is one they never saw coming. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm not. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.